0: Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. There is no heresy or no philosophy which is so abhorrent to the church as a human being. Welcome to Heresy, the 242nd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 20th century author James Joyce. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frostwaltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Competech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me
1: Ode. Merry Mate, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. Hello, just cutting in here to
0: make a little bit of an announcement, a little bit of a trigger warning that this episode includes a lot of discussion of Christianity, Evangelicalism, the Bible. We read a little bit of the Bible. We talk about Jesus quite a bit. In fact, it is the bulk of this episode. So if you are not up for that, you are completely cool to skip this episode. Nobody's going to hold it against you.
1: Okay. And we are here to rant. Wait, yes. This is a <laughs> this is a ranty episode. Yeah, just just going in. This is <laughs> your first, final and only warning to remove any small children or those with sensitive ears uh-huh. from the premises or the area because there will be cursing. So much cursing. So much bad language, which we haven't had one in a no, while. No, it's been a minute.
0: But yeah, there's going to be a lot of fucks in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beginning with that one. Beginning with that one. And and this one. Fuck. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna be talking about sort of the recent trend in evangelical conversation and its interactions with the political system, at least in the United States mm-hmm. and uh, why this
1: is a problem. Why this why this
0: is a thing, why we're talking about it, and mm-hmm. also um, some religious and spiritual mm-hmm. connections to this situation. So mm-hmm. um before that, I guess do we have any housekeeping? No. Yeah, not I that I can think of. I don't have any housekeeping either. This is, kind of either.
1: Almost this a is I was I was being. A housekeeping episode yeah this this whole episode is, was sort of that sort of yeah yeah and tell them how we came about deciding to make this our political
0: yeah yeah so
1: statement i rant.
0: i host uh trivia at valhalla even though i'm not a bartender there anymore i host the trivia on friday so gwen was taking me to work um to the trivia event it's about a 20 minute drive and we st- we were talking in the car we started talking about Woke Jesus, this mm-hmm. thing we've both read about recently in the news, and we st- we were talking so stridently in the car that it started to sound like the podcast, uh-huh.
1: at which point we concluded we should just do this for just this week. do this for this week, because, you know, it made sense. <laughs> we're house kept and house swept, and... Absolutely. Let's, let's get going.
0: Let's, let's start the rant. Let's start so the let's rant. Let's start with the Woke Jesus thing, because that was what got
1: us started talking about it. Okay. An article came out... But uh, after an interview Mm -hmm. by uh, a theologian by the name of Russell Moore. Mm -hmm. Who sucks, by the way. Mm -hmm. Well, he's very conservative. Yeah, he's a a
0: very conservative right
1: wing kind of a guy. Very much so. So he's the former president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, uh, which is part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Which is how you know he fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. He was a big, 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 very important part of the Southern Baptist Convention for many years. He was one of the most respected and influential evangelicals in the United States. Right. I mean, he's huge. He's a bad guy. Yeah. We don't like in, him. As far as we're concerned. However, okay, so he did this interview where he said that he's been talked to by multiple pastors. Several pastors, pastors many from various pastors, churches. Various churches who have said to him.
0: Who have basically come to him with this concern. Yes,
1: come to this concern. And the reason they have is because he's an ardent critic of Trump. Always has been. So, all these pastors started coming to him and saying, Okay, we, what do I do about what this? What do I do about this? And what the problem is, is they will be preaching in their churches. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're bringing up Jesus' teachings of the Beatitudes from mm-hmm. Matthew. And someone,
0: it, a lot of times, it'll be the turn the other cheek. In yeah, turn the that other that
1: sets it off. Someone invariably comes up to them and says, After the service. After the service. Where did you get those liberal talking points? Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, "I was literally quoting from scripture. Mm-hmm.
0: These are the from words. Jesus? <laughs> these are the
1: words of Jesus." And they there, would be, its the red letters. <laughs> you yes. may be familiar with them. Yes, the re- <laughs> yes. These are the red letters, and they would say essentially things like, "Well, that's no longer relevant uh-huh. today." They'd say it's too it's soft, too soft, too woke, mm-hmm. and too liberal. Jesus is too woke and too liberal for evangelical Christians in the United States of America.
0: I looked into this a little further. And in 2022, a book came out called Woke Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was written by a guy named Lucas Miles, who is the head of the Influence Church. These people fucking suck. And Lucas Miles sucks, especially. Mm. And the book he wrote is basically like a delusion about the quote leftist Christians mm. who have constructed a fake Jesus.
1: Oh my God!
0: Yeah, but I don't think most people who are making this complaint are actually getting it from that book.
1: Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They they're they're really not. Yeah,
0: I think this is homegrown like
1: this heresy. Is, well, this is homegrown heresy. And the majority of these people who are making these complaints are Trump supporters. And a big part of that is because the evangelical part of his base, Mm -hmm. the, the Christian evangelicals, they have bought into this idea of make America great again, but also of that strong man yeah
0: i actually want to push,
1: i want to push back against
0: the idea that it's just trump supporters okay it's not it's people with authoritarian yes. or fascist leanings Lineo- ideologies yes yeah. It's people who want a strongman figure. They don't care who, like, ultimately, it it doesn't matter to them who the strongman is. Trump is the figure du jour right now, but that's, like, it's not about Trump. It's about authoritarianism and fascism.
1: It is. It absolutely. And dominionism, which all rolls in together to all of these topics. Actually, talk about dominionism, because I don't know
0: that our our audience will know what that is. And actually, I will also explain... Um, because, again, our audience may not know this. Mm-hmm. In a lot of Bibles, Jesus's words mm-hmm. are written in
1: red. Yes. That's why I said they were the red letters. Yeah, in fact, a lot of those Bibles are called red letter editions yes. when they do that. So dominionism is a tendency among some Christian conservatives, especially in the U.S., to seek influence or control over secular civil government through political action and basically the culture. Yeah,
0: the The idea is to create the kingdom yeah. of God. On earth.
1: Yeah. With
0: them in charge. Yes. The point of dominionism is to expand the influence of Christianity from yes. a spiritual space mm-hmm. to a political space. Yes, exactly. And it's been very effective in the United States
1: through yes. evangelicalism. Yes. And here's the thing that's interesting. I We're talking about people who claim to be Christians. They're still calling mm-hmm. themselves Christians who are in fact rejecting who are actively saying that they reject the words words of their messiah of their messiah which begs the question which is what we were ranting about in the car Uh how the fuck do you call yourself a christian yeah if you don't even follow the teachings of christ of christ the one whose name is in the thing (laughs) who's supposed to be your god and and he's too woke it's your savior God. he's your savior God who sacrificed himself for you and the world and you don't want him to be your savior anymore yeah I, that's the thing well, I don't this understand is, this, this is the th- and i' I went looking mm-hmm. for like what is
0: what are they trying to accomplish here mm-hmm. like religiously like spiritually mm-hmm. what are mm-hmm. they hoping? that they're, this
1: they're trying to get their pastors to teach different stuff for one thing. Yeah, but no, that's not what I'm talking
0: about. Oh, okay. Right. So they're saying the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. the words of Jesus, the red letters right. are soft and liberal and liberal and ineffective
1: and mm-hmm. we don't we don't accept them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do they want to replace it with? That's the that is you would assume it has to be the opposite. But the thing is, Christianity is a closed book religion. Yes it is. You can't
0: change the text. Nope. You cannot
1: add to it. You, you cannot, cannot subtract take away from, it. from it.
0: The text is whole and complete it in is itself. It's canon. That, exactly. It's literally canonized. Yes, literally that canonized. Is, that is the point of, and that's how Christianity functions, mm-hmm. is that
1: the teachings of the religion are all in the book. Yep. Yeah. Now, Russell Moore, who I brought up earlier, right. one of the things in his, in his interview he brought up specifically was that many of these pastors, and he said it's a disturbing number of people have come to him with these yeah, concerns. Yeah, this is not like a one-off. No, this is not a one-off. This is a disturbing number of churches that are being affected mm. by these people. And he said often it's the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, right. whatever you want to call it. So go through the Beatitudes. Okay, so these are what is typically known as the Beatitudes. And I am reading to you from... The inclusive Bible. Which I'm
0: sure they'd hate. <laughs> they would hate. The, it's
1: the first egalitarian translation, uh-huh. which is the only reason I have it in my possession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's Jesus talking on the mountainside. Right. This is often called the Sermon on the, the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who are mourning. They will be consoled. Blessed are those who are gentle. They will inherit the land. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice. They will have their fill. Blessed are those who show mercy to others. They will be shown mercy. Blessed are those whose hearts are clean. They will see God. Blessed are those who work for peace. They will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of their struggle for justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. That's a popular one among them. But these are the sayings of Jesus that they're saying are too liberal, too woke, and no longer relevant.
0: Mm -hmm. What interests me about this is that it implies a potential schism Mm -hmm. in the evangelical movement. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, much
1: more severely than we've seen before. Yes, I mean there there have been lots of things talking about the decline, right? But um, this and, is and, something. And there have different.
0: certainly there have certainly been um, divisions within mm-hmm. Christianity, um, like you've got pro LGBT churches, and of course mm-hmm. you've got the Westboro Baptists. It's the reason we have so many denominations, right? But this is such a fundamental. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't one of those trivial... Like, a lot of the denominations are broken up over trivial things like how to do baptisms. Whether you accept the words of Jesus Christ...
1: That's exactly ...is not a
0: trivial subject Mm -mm. in your religious structure. No.
1: This is serious.
0: Yeah. If this becomes widespread Mm -hmm. in the evangelical community, Mm -hmm. this could literally fracture it down the middle. You could
1: see the people making this complaint essentially build a whole separate side religion. But I think that's what we're already seeing because you've got people like Greg Locke, but they're on the stage promoting this idea of dominionism, of being strong. And yes, but
0: those ideas have had a place in Christianity. True. You can have those ideas, you can find... You can cherry pick Damn. shit out of the Bible Warriors to support. Yeah, you can yeah. cherry pick shit out of the Bible to support all of that. Yeah. What you
1: can't do is say that the words of your Jesus. literal God mm-hmm. are unacceptable to you. And that's what these people are saying. And that's what has us just going, "What? Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not fucking Christian. No, you no. Know? <laughs> I mean, this is like it, this doesn't. You know, it, this, this has no spiritual impact this has on no me. Spiritual impact, but it is like, what the action. what is happening? What is happening here? And how will it spill over into our... Because of dominionism. Because of dominionism. Because of the success already of dominionism. Exactly. Because of the fascist, nationalist, Mm -hmm. Christian movement. Yeah. That has already gained significant Significant power in our government. In our government. And here's where I wanted to bring up a really interesting thing I read about an experiment That was done Mm -hmm. in 1957, or excuse me, 67. Ron Jones was a high school history teacher who felt like his students weren't really understanding the Holocaust and World War II and Nazi Germany. They weren't getting it. They weren't understanding what fascism Mm -hmm. truly was. And so he decided to do an experiment. And basically, it was a fictitious movement that ultimately drew 200 high school students to agree to pledge allegiance to a social movement that promised acceptance and reward to those who obediently followed the right rules you saw violence growing there was more authoritarian uh, attitudes among the students among each you know towards each other mm-hmm. until ultimately he had to call a halt to the to the experiment and tell them what that this was an experiment this this the movement the wave is what he called it. Mm-hmm. This it wasn't real. It was an experiment to help them see how fascism can grow, how it builds, how, it builds, how this momentum has built. And what I thought was really interesting.
0: This does not sound like an ethical experiment, but no, the way. no,
1: no. He got fired. Yeah. <laughs> He got fired. This would not have gotten past an ethics board. No, no, no. In an interview not that long ago, he was asked about why we're seeing something similar with dominionism and uh, fascism rising in the Mm -hmm. United States. And he said, quote, Sometimes as a teacher, you miss the middle group, those who just want to be successful at something for once in their life. What was interesting during the WAVE experiment and I'm adding the word experiment, Mm -hmm. was that the very bright kids were excluded and marshaled out of the classroom by guards, quote unquote, early on. That left the middle group who then felt empowered. That's probably what's happening today in the United States. People who felt left out suddenly are in control and it feels good. Hello, Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are people who should never have been elected into government, Mm -hmm. but here they are and they're actively promoting this concept of Christian nationalism.
0: Yeah. And I think that also describes some of why I set aside like set aside the the named figures they're sort of irrelevant right. to this conversation. Yeah. What interests me is that middle group of yes. normal citizens. And that's where
1: we're seeing the rise.
0: And that those are the people who are making these complaints to their pastors, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are coming out here and saying the, the literal words of our God. Mhm. Are they're not saying we don't understand them? Please explain, oh, no, right? No, they're not. No, they're no, not no. going to their pastors and asking for counsel or trying to figure out how to to reconcile this with their worldview. That would be normal religious processing, yeah, yeah, right? that would
1: be talking it's, and it's,
0: teaching. Exactly. It's it's very normal. To run across something in your religious experience um, that you don't understand or that doesn't mesh with your right. lived experience, and you need a, a a teacher or a mentor or someone more skilled yeah. in your faith to help explain it to you and help you work through it. And that's that why, would be normal.
1: Yeah, that's why there are so many studies. Yeah, yeah. Bible studies, Bible studies, yeah. <laughs> not like those experiments. Yeah, no, um, no. They're like study groups, study groups, study books mm-hmm. on specific passages. Yeah. and sermons on specific yeah, passages. In fact, scripture. that's what that's, a sermon is. That's a what sermon it is. is an
0: yeah. attempt by a pastor to explain or explore a specific passage in the holy text and how it is relevant right. to today. Um, right. To to make it accessible to a layperson. That's yeah. the point. That's the whole point of a sermon. The whole point. That's not what is being asked for here. What's being asked for here is to just remove those words. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Don't teach these words don't, anymore. Don't teach this. This is the... that's inappropriate. Yes. Like <laughs> yes, yes. That's what the that's the vibe. That it, yeah, it, is, it doesn't belong in our church because it's it's woke. weak. It's, it's weak. soft. It's soft. Yes. I want to stop using the word woke because okay. it means nothing at this point. Okay. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It's too weak. Yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't promote their belief system. Yeah. So that begs the question, what do they
0: believe now? So I titled this episode heresy mm-hmm. because there are three ways you can transgress against a religion. Yes. So there is apostasy, blasphemy, and heresy. Mm-hmm. Apostasy is when you reject a religion, mm-hmm. when you just reject it wholesale, and usually you either move on to a different religion or you move on to no religion. It's a process of deconversion.
1: Hello, apostate here. We are apostates
0: <laughs> um, from Christianity. Yep. Blasphemy is when you disrespect a god mm-hmm. or a important tenet mm-hmm. of a religion. hmm it is about an attitude mm-hmm. more than an action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So blasphemy can be a little bit subjective. It's usually yeah. determined by a, a spiritual leader. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, again, it is very subjective. Right. Um, but the, the core of blasphemy yeah. is disrespect. Yeah. Heresy is when you alter a teaching mm-hmm. of a religious mm-hmm. order. Mm -hmm. When you take an existing part of Mm -hmm. a religion
1: and you twist it to a new purpose. For instance, 20 or so years ago, there was a big scuffle or dust Mm -hmm. up, if you will, um, among evangelicals Mm -hmm. because a prominent writer and leader who had started a church of her own, Mm -hmm. she started teaching that Jesus was not God. Jesus, that God the Father was the only God and that Jesus was his son, just like everybody else. Right. Right? And well, Jesus was a man. Jesus was a man. And not a divine incarnation. Right. So she was she was teaching the one God mm-hmm. uh, promoting this. And that was considered heresy. It's a heresy because the Trinity, is a,
0: the, the triune important. God, mm-hmm. is an important structure in Christianity. Yep. And that's why there are so many things explaining it.
1: It came later, but it exactly. has been accepted but it's, it's, as... It is a now a canonized part of the yes, religion. it is now... A very important and if you don't teach that mm-hmm.
0: then it is and in particular if you teach that Jesus Christ the messianic figure around mm-hmm. all of christ that all of Christianity is based around mm-hmm. is not an exp- at least an expression of god mm-hmm. that's a heresy. Right. There was a fascinating heresy I saw on social media a few years ago where this woman was and it's very similar to this. It's mm-hmm. for a very similar reason. Mm-hmm. She was claiming that Christ could not have died on the cross because to die would have been weakness. Okay. And Jesus couldn't be weak. Because he was supposed to be God. Exactly. Now this is a heresy because the whole foundation of the religion of the messianic part of the religion mm-hmm. relies on the death of Christ and his resurrection. resurrection.
1: In fact, a lot of people don't realize that he's really the, the foundation. Yeah, it is. Of it is Christianity. It is. is his it death all and comes from the death and the resurrection. Yeah. The birth is not nearly as
0: important no. as the death and the resurrection. The birth just gets him here. Yeah. The death is why he's here. Yeah. Right. Right. So to claim that he didn't die on the cross because to die on the cross would have been weak, to claim right. that he just ascended like Elijah, yeah. that is a heresy. Mm-hmm. It undermines a fundamental core tenet of the religion. Yep. I believe that the people who are making these complaints mm-hmm. are building toward, if not already engaging in heresies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: they, they have to. That's why I was saying earlier, I don't understand how they can call themselves Christians when the very name yeah. of the religion is, is from the guy. From the guy, yeah, is from Jesus. Whose words they are trying to revoke from the text. Exactly. They, they yeah, they're trying <laughs> to revoke
0: his part. They're trying to remove the whole character of mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. from the text. Yeah. They, because, and and this is something else we talked about a little bit, and that I think I've brought up before. Jesus in the text is a composite figure. Yeah. He's now been around long enough that I believe he is a divine being in his own right. Exactly. But there probably were multiple rabble rousers mm-hmm. across a couple of centuries mm-hmm. of the history of Judea yeah. who were their teachings were combined mm-hmm. to create the figure of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There may have been a Jesus of Nazareth, mm-hmm. um, a Yeshua of a Nazareth Yeshua. Mm-hmm. who became sort of the face or the figurehead Mm -hmm. of this combined person. Mm -hmm. But uh, the reason a lot of the teachings of Jesus in the books are contradictory Mm -hmm. or seem to be focused on on different problems, Mm -hmm. you know, like you've got a Jesus who's very revolutionary and Mm -hmm. very anti-Rome. You've got a Jesus whose whole focus is on the the poor and the downtrodden. Mm -hmm. You've got a Jesus who's very mystical and very focused on the spiritual experience of and God. You've got one who's very Jewish. You've got a very rabbinical Jesus. Very rabbinical. You've got so you've got these sort of different facets of Jesus, right? These were probably originally Different rabble rousing Jewish teachers mm-hmm. who were sort of smooshed together into the Jesus figure, who I like. I said I do believe now is a divine being because mm-hmm. he's been worshipped for thousands of years mm-hmm. by hajillions of Christians.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, millions worldwide. Yeah, probably billions at this probably point. Probably at this
0: point. So, so that's why you have such a, a wide variety, right, mm-hmm. of teachings of, of focuses of Jesus, Great. but because he's been deified. Yeah. The deified figure of Jesus is concerned with all of these things. Sure. You can't remove any one part of it and still have the whole Jesus, right? right? You can have different, sort of the same way that Gwen and I experience different facets of Frigga, you could certainly experience a different facet mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. One could be more important to you or be more in the fore of your thoughts, mm-hmm. but the other facets are always still going to be there, exactly. right? Like, I, I don't deny that Frigga Mother and Frigga Witch are part of Frigga. Mm -hmm. They're just not the parts I deal with most. Mm -hmm. But they're still essential components of Frigga. Exactly. She is a whole being with many layers. Exactly. uh, Many areas of interest, many focuses. And Mm -hmm. so is Jesus. Jesus Christ is a divine figure with four or five major Mm -hmm. focuses, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them is... A deep concern and care and love for the poor, the sick, the, the downtrodden, and, and the downtrodden. Mm-hmm. So if you try to just remove that facet from the figure, you're no longer engaging
1: with the figure at all. Exactly. Because it's you're you're going they're going to be removing mm-hmm. their figurehead, their deity, but, yeah. the 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 point. They're literal God. They're literal God. They're going to be, you know, if if they cherry pick these words out, what's Mm -hmm. next? They're like, oh, these are too soft. Well, what's the next set of teachings that are going to be too soft and too and not, not strong enough? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to keep and what are they going to throw away?
0: And more importantly, what are they going to replace it with?
1: Exactly. Because
0: like I said, I, I wanted to, to call back to that heresy I saw on the internet mm-hmm. uh, a while ago on social media. I think she posted it originally on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She didn't just say Jesus didn't die on mm-hmm. the cross. Mm-hmm. She said Jesus didn't die on the cross because he was too strong to die. Mm-hmm. so he had to be ascended like elijah right she added to yeah, she repl- she, added she took to. something out and she replaced it with something mm-hmm. that better fit her internal narrative and i bet she got a lot of people to go along with her yeah they, there was the the replies mm-hmm. were split mm-hmm. there were people saying this is literally heresy, heresy. Mm-hmm. and there were people saying no she's right Jesus is too strong to die. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Jesus defeats death. Right, right, because that's a big part of and, it. And Jesus defeating death, yes, is mm-hmm. a is a, an essential core feature of the religion. But how he defeats death mm-hmm. is by dying. Mm-hmm. He dies. The, the The whole thing in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Gethsemane, it
1: is, a, it is a sacrifice.
0: Yes, that it's literally it is intended to be a replacement sacrifice mm-hmm. to replace the practice of sacrifice from before that period mm-hmm. that's the whole
1: point so yeah so it begs the question um do they do they weed out or are these people wanting to weed out anything that they consider too soft mm-hmm. too kind not strong and and what do what do we have left we you know once you take out those teachings because yeah. there's a lot of that teaching uh, yeah. about love about the, forgiveness in fact the-
0: I would say, like I said, although all five-ish mm-hmm. of these facets do exist in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the figure, I would say the bulk of the teachings, certainly the bulk of what yes. is taught in
1: Christianity, in, in
0: sermons, yeah. right, in, in churches, um, the stuff that comes
1: up—it's the love, it's the love, and it's the, the compassion,
0: the, yes, the forgiveness, the the
1: turning the other cheek, Yep. The it's the parables that yes. t- that teach about it's, forgiveness it's, and kindness and taking care of your neighbors, loaves and fishes. Loaves you and know, yeah.
0: The other stuff, right? The the money lenders. Mm-hmm. Um, the more revolutionary yep. Jesus mm-hmm. is not nearly as popular,
1: and it's not nearly as pervasive in the scripture. No, and it's it's
0: not it's not as it's a facet of Jesus. Yeah. But it's not the forefront of no. Jesus.
1: The, the forefront of Jesus is, and pretty much always healing, has been... mercy, and forgiveness. Yeah. Healing, mercy, and forgiveness has been the fundamental foundation of Jesus as a deity, as a character mm-hmm. in the mythology. That That's the fundamental understanding of him. The money changer thing, you know, where he's flipping over... Yeah, flipping the, the tables. tables. And... Basically cursing him out. Yeah. All
0: that that drama. drama.
1: All that drama is very narrow and a very short window of his life. Yeah. He was in ministry for three years. That took place in the space of about a week. Yeah. The rest of his story is basically traveling around the ancient Middle East, yeah. healing people. Healing people, teaching, teaching love Teaching and forgiveness. kindness,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and reaching his hand out to outcasts, as, yeah. as
1: Elle mentioned. Exactly. reaching, Eating supper with those uh-huh. who were shunned in society. Uh-huh. You know, things like that. And every time he was approached by an elite
0: mm-hmm. or by someone who was uh, in a position of power or privilege, mm-hmm. those
1: people were pushed aside. Yeah. Sell everything you own and come follow me is mm-hmm. what he said to the rich young ruler. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah.
0: E- so every, every time someone with a position of authority or power came to him, mm-hmm. they were either rejected or mm-hmm. they were told that the only way they could have access to him and his teachings was to
1: become poor. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many of the people who followed him were the poor, the prostitutes, mm-hmm. the those who needed healing, those he was who were for, downtrodden. He was for them. Yes, exactly. And this is part of the reason
0: Christianity has always occupied a weird space, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a religion of and for the downtrodden, which has been co-opted mm-hmm. and weaponized by the powerful. Yes, that's al- that's always been the case.
1: From the very beginning, it's you know, when it started to grow and be and become mm-hmm. basically when Constantine yeah. became a Christian, it became a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so there's always been
0: this tension mm-hmm. between the authoritarian Christianity, mm-hmm. which is weaponized by rulers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the the submissive Christianity, mm-hmm. right?
1: Which is what they're supposed to be working for. Right. A,
0: you're supposed to submit yourself to God. Right. And submit yourself to the powerful. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. the, there are quite a few verses mm-hmm. um, in the New Testament that are about, like, the rulers will punish you. hmm Accept that. Mm-hmm. Pay your taxes. Yep. Like, <laughs> like, this This religion is not about you dominating. No. It's, it's about... about
1: Being right. Yeah. It's not about (laughs) overthrowing the government as the zealots wanted Uh him to do. It's, uh, and it's not about being powerful. It is about being a servant. Mm -hmm. He was a servant, God, a servant leader. Yeah. And that is, they
0: literally talk in churches about a
1: servant's heart. Yes. Join our tiger crystal at apothecary teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight all the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This week, Ode suggests Forest Chai, with a blend of Douglas fir needles, white oak bark, cinnamon, juniper, honest seeds, nutmeg. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC. Hail Dictinus, Dictinus. and I want some of that tea. Our listeners must be wondering, what the fuck are two pagan witches... (laughs) doing discussing this situation mm-hmm. that's going on in, in a completely, completely different, religion. different religion and why the fuck do we care? <laughs> you know? Why do we care? Because this is a split that is happening within the evangelical conservative branch of Christianity. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening in other versions of Christianity. Other yeah. M- this is a specifically evangelical. This is a specifically evangelical problem, yeah. if you will. And and something that they're starting to see grow. And it's
0: entirely, let's be honest, the evangelicals' fault. They absolutely, oh, absolutely. built this problem into their
1: oh yeah into their structure. You can lay it at the feet of Jerry Falwell. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) With his moral majority.
0: Yeah. And the whole shit about like prosperity
1: gospel and all that kind of stuff. It it's really the event it's that whole branch of evangelicalism, Mm -hmm. which includes not just the Southern Baptist Convention, but it includes the Pentecostals and Methodists. And anybody who fits into that Mm -hmm. evangelical Mode yeah. of Christianity which or is, understanding of Christianity, which is to be clear, the overwhelming majority of Christians in America—it's very Are large Evangelicals? Christians.
0: Yeah, Mo- most Christians, you know, are probably going to an evangelical church. Yeah, Not unless all, they're
1: Catholic, but probably a lot. And so the f- the problem with this is if we have this bizarre split to continue to gain traction, this mm-hmm. idea that you know, oh, we don't like this, we're going to take this out. Uh, So that Jesus is stronger. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: we're gonna make a strong man Jesus. We're gonna make a strong man Jesus. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yes. I wanna pull this back a little bit, I guess, to the fascism. To the fascism, (laughs) because
1: that's the reason we care. Uh huh. Yeah. That is almost entirely the reason we care.
0: I care for another reason, uh, which Rhiannon points out here, and I'm just gonna bring it up real quick. Rhiannon says, I kind of feel bad for the guy to have this amassing of people claiming to work in your name, who mm-hmm. not only are ignoring what you said, but are actively disrespecting you and corrupting this like family of outcasts you dedicated both your life and thereafter to supporting. I just feel bad for Jesus the deity yeah. himself. Yeah, I, I do have I do have sympathy for, for Jesus, Jesus the divine Jesus, figure.
1: The divine figure. I've even said maybe I should start talking to him again. Because <laughs> clearly his people clearly are clearly his people are not. You know.
0: Yeah, like, I've never had any pull to Jesus. I don't, like, he's not my guy. But I have the same sympathy for him in this situation that I would have for any deity who is being so actively disrespected by his own people.
1: And being pulled apart yeah being sort of dissected he's being dissected and what is going to be approved of and what is going to be discarded and the thing is if this keeps growing if they're able to successfully get churches and pastors Mm -hmm. if they can intimidate or remove their pastors so that uh they start teaching more of this strong man theology strong man theology yeah that's how to describe it
0: which don't think they can't do. They can absolutely do that. There are methods f- oh, yeah. for the removal of pastors. They can find excuses, and for that matter, for a long time people thought they couldn't get people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in Congress, and they did. They so did. don't assume they can't get a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene in
1: on the the church pulpit. Well, and the whole one of the reasons that Russell Moore was talking, he was talking about this problem right. within the evangelical churches. He's now been prevented from being a para, a pastor emeritus at a, a particular church he was meant to serve at which to be fair I'm fine with yeah that's Fuck fine Russell Moore. that's fine but I'm just saying they you know they're they're starting at the top mm-hmm. and they can definitely work at the bottom I mean yeah. if you get enough smaller churches yeah that's done by committee there's a lot of churches where the pastor holds a lot of power but those are usually very large churches s it's the smaller churches mm-hmm. that are either going to be disbanded or they'll just splinter or they'll just splinter and you'll have more and more people just go start a new church go start a new it's church it's easy to start a church yeah all you need is people who listen to you exactly and i i really do think we should start calling it strong strong man theology yeah. because that's what they want
0: yeah so i, I like i said we're going to pull it back to the fascism yeah. here for a minute the way fascism and especially authoritarianism works mm-hmm. is you need a Strong man, mm-hmm. which is what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. It is a almost always male figure, yeah who is seen politically, yes, regardless of his actual physical, moral, or practical strength, who mm-hmm. is seen politically as being strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and strong here means like violent, it means unquestionable. Mm-hmm. It means in control, in control. Um, that's the sort of the primary characteristic, in fact, of a strong man, is that he is always in ultimate control of his environment. And Putin mm-hmm. has historically been, it's its starting to decline now because of a few recent events, but has historically been a strong man mm-hmm. in Russia. Mm-hmm. Most of Russia is depoliticized, meaning they don't have political opinions uh, because they don't have political power. Mm-hmm. But even despite that... The perception of Putin in Russia is that he is an unquestionable, uncorruptible, mm-hmm. unavoidable
1: force. And the thing is that these strong men, they they do it under a guise mm-hmm. of democracy. Right. I mean Hitler. Usually to start with. Yes, yeah, to start with. Hitler, a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, he was elected He was to his elected position. Chancellor yeah. in Germany. Yeah. He ultimately t- took his party and controlled the whole big smash. But yeah. But yeah, he was elected. He was an elected official. And Putin is quote unquote elected, elected every, every 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 time. Cycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have another one coming up. <laughs> exactly, and he'll be elected again. Uh-huh. Um, it's because they have this illusion mm-hmm. of democracy, but it is true. Usually, it
0: starts from an actual democracy. Yeah,
1: it it can. Yeah, and here's
0: how. Yeah, here's how you transition from a democracy or a democratic republic. Um, or a Democratic-Republican oligarchy, which is what we actually have, Mm -hmm. um, to an authoritarian structure, right? right? Because of the way a democracy works, Mm -hmm. pretty much anyone can get elected if they can get enough people to agree with them. Mm -hmm. And how strongmen work is that they prey on the fears and anxieties of that middle group. The middle group. Not the underclass because the underclass isn't useful to them nope. the underclass is to be suppressed the underclass doesn't have money they don't have property they don't have power so they don't need rights mm-hmm. and they are more difficult to mobilize for a strong man because they don't they don't relate to a strong man right exactly the middle group which in, traditionally you might call a middle class, but it's not really that. Don't really have it's, that. it's just people who are in a position of precarious security, mm-hmm. right? People who are doing well, but feel that they are always on the edge of slipping into the underclass. That's the ideal group for a strongman to appeal to, mm-hmm. because those are the people who do have money, property some power, Mm -hmm. and who want more rights. Mm -hmm. So you just promise them that you will give them that at the expense of the underclass. Mm -hmm. Sometimes also at the expense of the overclass. It sort of depends on the brand of authoritarianism. Mm -hmm. But you mobilize that middle group, and because they are most people, You can easily sail into a position of elected authority, and from there, you just work your way up until you get to a point where you have enough power established that you can
1: refuse to relinquish it. Exactly. And that's what we are seeing. Florida is a perfect microcosm of the growth and the foundation Mm -hmm. beginning of a strongman government. Yep. I mean,
0: it's a strongman state government right now.
1: Strong man state government. And Ron DeSantis is doing everything he can to implement his will mm-hmm. on Florida. Damn the consequences. Finn says you can throw
0: Oklahoma into that as well. Yeah. And Texas for And that Texas. Matter.
1: We are seeing these are microcosms mm-hmm. of fascism growing and being We're well past the point
0: of planting seeds now. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are deep into blooming territory. Yeah, this is
1: blooming fascism um, and it is terrifyingly spreading. Yeah. The reason
0: that this strongman theology is concerning mm-hmm. is because if it takes off right mm-hmm. if it gets good roots mm-hmm. in evangelical christianity if mm-hmm. a strong man jesus facsimile mm-hmm. because it wouldn't even be him it wouldn't be, be jesus wouldn't be but I, jesus. if a strong man quote unquote jesus were to become the standard conception mm-hmm. of jesus in mm-hmm. evangelical christianity that is a huge base huge. that can be mobilized for a strong man
1: dictator and this is the thing you have to understand the evangelical voting base is a huge and they're just
0: they're it's not that they are the majority no because they're not they the actually majority. aren't no they're not but they are highly motivated and vocal that's how they keep getting wins, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they fucking stole abortion from us. Exactly. That's how they're trying to go
1: again after gay rights. And it comes down to that idea of dominionism. Yep. It's because that infiltration. Infiltration. That idea that they that the government will ultimately be run by, by Christians them. and yep. by them, by their particular brand of Christianity. And while the majority of the evangelicals at this point might not Fit into this this category of strongman theology. The dominionism is definitely a part of what they believe and what they do. And if this strongman theology can work its way into the theology of these other Christians, yeah. this dominionist ideology, yeah. then you're going to see some interesting uh, developments, some very bad, developments and developments. some very bad developments.
0: I would say also the, the sneaky thing about Dominionism, right, mm-hmm. is that it's not about getting a Marjorie Taylor Greene in there. No. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is outside their scope. Yeah. Right. The QAnon people, that's not Dominionist. No. Um, dominionism is getting just a, a baseline Christian. hmm
1: It's getting a Mike Pence. Yeah. It's getting a Mike Pence. It's getting a Mike Pence into the White House. Um, someone That's who's, what dominionism is. Someone
0: who's is. sort of unremarkable, mm-hmm. but who will slavishly follow the teachings of a church authority. Yes. And then the church just, the church authority just tells him that to do the worst possible thing.
1: <laughs> and what is the first thing he says when he is in the RNC debate that, that happened, I guess, what was it, last week? He talks about his mm-hmm. faith and What his goals are for being Mm -hmm. president and being a Christian is a fundamental part of his platform. Yeah. That's what dominionism is about.
0: Yeah. Frankly, even when they're not that vocal about it, Mm -hmm. dominionism is about we need someone who has a true Christian faith who will obey.
1: And who will become a strong man. office. Ideally. 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 That's actually not an essential component of Dominionism. Let's be clear.
0: Dominionism and authoritarianism are separate. That's true. Dominionism is just about infiltrating the government, basically. That's that's true. Um, They don't care what kind of government it is, they just want to have control over it. Right. Authoritarianism is just an an easy, high-control group, but that's just something they would be taking advantage of. Dominionism does not promote authoritarianism, Mm. it just takes advantage of authoritarianism. That's a good point. The reason we have authoritarianism in this country is not actually because of dominionism we have authoritarianism in this country and in countries across the world Mm -hmm. because
1: people are frightened yes and when they are frightened they make the worst possible decision exactly and that's what the whole process that's how this whole process started in the election of 2016 Mm -hmm. it was fear yeah. It, it was all based on fear and how they could promote the worst thing people could possibly think that could happen to them. Now, I do want to be clear that the church has um, complicity yes. in
0: creating that culture of fear. Yes. We've talked about this before. Christianity is has become
1: mm-hmm. a
0: religion of fear.
1: Yes, it has. Um,
0: very focused on creating compliance through fear. hmm That has, I think, it has damaged mm-hmm the moral centers oh, yes. of a large swath of our population Yes, um, they're so driven by fears and anxieties mm-hmm. of of what will happen to them if they disobey mm-hmm. that they're not capable of or they're not willing to
1: take a hard look at their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge part of this. Mm-hmm. And and I, it also, you know, it shows that many of them don't even know what the teachings of their savior and their god actually are. Yeah. If they don't recognize them when they hear them. Yeah. That was one of the things that stood out to me. Yeah, where that- did you get these Liberal talking points. Yes, that is that was almost a quote yeah. that, of one parishioner to a pastor. Where, did as reported by you, Russell Moore, as reported by Russell Moore. Moore, right? But the I, the concept is, where did you get these talking points? Yeah, this is this is not this shouldn't be a part of our church. Yeah, is the concept that's being brought out here, and that's it means they don't recognize the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't know their Bible. You know, shit, they don't even have to know the Old Testament part. They just need to know the fucking Gospels to know anything about Jesus. Yeah. And they don't. It's like, what, five books? It's the first four. Yeah. It's the first four books of the New Testament, and these people don't know what it says. They haven't even read the red letters. They haven't read the the red letters. The
0: whole point, the whole point of the red letter Bibles was to make the words of Jesus stand out. Yep. So that if you only read one thing in the book, it would be those words, and so you would know what the words of your savior. You would would know the literal, as reported words of your God. Yep, that's the the red words were there specifically to make those the most important words in the book, and they don't know what they are. Exactly, that is a
1: failure of a religion on a fundamental Mm -hmm. and an institutional level. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they've been saying for years that, that, you know, atheists know more about Mm -hmm. Christianity and the Bible than Christians do. A majority of Christians. Mm -hmm. But it is... Nothing makes it clearer. Nothing makes it clearer. Than not knowing the words of your literal God. Yes, exactly. They don't know. I love how you put that. They don't know the red letters. Inconceivable. Like I said, it's just, it's unbelievable. And I
0: mean, I... I mean, I'll grant you, I come from a religion of research. My job is to read all the text mm-hmm. and then throw half of it away because it was written by men. And we know that, right? Like a part of, of heathenry is these. none of this was written by the gods.
1: We have some interesting comments in here. Finn says, there are very few Bibles printed now with, with the red, the red letters. letters. And he believes it's by design. I have to agree. <sighs> maybe. <I> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You can still find a few. Yeah like at the but, yeah. dollar store.
0: Maybe they decided the red yeah. letters was a bad plan and they didn't want people to know the words of Jesus. But I'm reluctant to attribute it to conspiracy because it seems so it seems so ridiculous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just maybe it was to bring it to. I, who knows? Who knows why publishers do what they do? Why they stop doing? Why the they? Maybe the ink was too expensive. Maybe, maybe I it was don't too know. complicated to to sort out all the the words of Jesus yeah. from all the extraneous words around him. I don't know. You know of the narrative, but yeah, because not all of it's in quotes. no, because not all of it's in quotes. But the point is if they don't know the teachings and the words of Jesus, they don't really understand the foundation of their beliefs. And it makes no sense for them to call themselves Christians if they are not actually understanding who Christ was and is to them. It makes no sense. I'm a fucking witch and it makes no sense to me. I mean, I used to be a Christian. Yeah, I, I, you know. So and maybe that's why I'm so passionate about it because I was a Christian for a long, long, long time. I wasn't though, and I no. feel very
0: strongly about this. <laughs> that this, that I, I feel very strongly that even setting aside all the political concerns of mm-hmm. which there are many, many,
1: but Multitudes even, of but even
0: concerns. setting that aside, like spiritually, mm-hmm. I can't help but feeling like, oh, honey, no, yeah, you are fucking up on a colossal yeah. scale,
1: yeah. Uh, as a as a spiritual person as uh someone who honors the gods i it, it is the audacity the audacity <laughs> yeah it's the audacity it's the I'm audacity saying, for i don't me. like these words yeah it I'm, would be it would be like you know there's a difference between taking a myth and be retelling it but right. you still keep the myth intact yeah. Right? Well, but these are supposed to be the actual words that's the, of Jesus. That's, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. That's
0: And I want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, actually, we should do a commercial first and then I'll okay. talk about it. Okay. And then we got to stop. But yeah. <laughs> join our Tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you like in the Wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, I'm recommending the Lavender and Buttercream Fragrance Oil, which is what it says on the tin. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com slash shop wonderfulbodyco.
1: Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus, yes. For one thing, let's, let's remember Dictinus yep. here. So the
0: difference between christianity and most of our pagan religions right is that our stories are not supposed to be the literal divine right. words of our gods exactly they're stories about our exactly gods. they're stories that we tell about, about our, our gods, gods.
1: lessons so, that we've learned exactly in-
0: so so when we retell the myths mm-hmm. we're just picking up a thread that our ancestors left behind, yep. right? Mm-hmm. They're meant to be told that way. Exactly. They're mostly oral traditions originally. Mm-hmm. So the, the closest analogy to a Beatitudes that yes. there is in heathenry is yes. called Havamal, mm-hmm. which is the sayings of the High One, commonly considered like wisdom from Odin. Mm-hmm. But there is no expectation in heathenry mm-hmm. that Odin literally wrote these or said these right. at any point, Right. right. These are understood to be sort of compilations of teachings attributed to Odin, sometimes drawn from from myths about Odin, uh, sometimes just what was good practice in Mm -hmm. the time, like Mm -hmm. what was good
1: advice, and attributed to Odin. Whereas in Christianity, these are supposed to be his literal, actual words, and the the Bible, the Word of God, is supposed to be inspired and infallible.
0: Yes. What's oh? There's a specific word for it. Ah, I can't think of it. There's a specific word in Christianity that describes the Bible, and it basically means that it is whole and complete yes. in itself. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. It is a whole work. Yes. It doesn't need additions it doesn't need subtractions it doesn't need edits it doesn't need like everything that's in the book is as it is supposed to be and was designed. That's the idea. That's <laughs> yes. That is the religious That's concept. The religious That's concept. Which is all that matters here. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it was actually written by people. That's irrelevant to this conversation. Religiously, what we're talking about yeah. is like the doctrine is yes. that this book is whole and
1: complete in itself, needs no alterations of any kind. That is why it is considered inspired and infallible. Yes. Um which means it's can't be changed or rewritten and wrong. It can't be wrong. wrong. It can never
0: be wrong. Exactly. If you interpret it wrong, that's your problem. Yeah. Right. But the book itself is supposed to be always right. Yeah. Like literally everything in it is as it was supposed to be. And correct.
1: (laughs) Which is why it is baffling that they're saying these words of Jesus don't belong.
0: Because if I say that a stanza of Havamal is nonsense and it's not relevant anymore and I throw it out, that means nothing. Because Odin didn't actually write any of those. Exactly. But the Bible is literally supposed to have been written with the, I think it's often described as like with the breath of God, Mm -hmm. right? Like he inspired almost doesn't cut it. That's how they describe it, but it almost doesn't like... It is his word. It it is as if he spoke those words into the men who wrote the books. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The kind of inspired it's supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not just like, oh, I was inspired by God. Mm -hmm. Like, literally almost possessed by God to write these books. Yeah. To try to make any change to it at all... Mm is heresy. It's fundamental heresy. It's heresy. It's not even a little heresy. Yeah, it's fundamental like, heresy. It's a breaks the core mm-hmm.
1: foundation of the religion heresy. Mm-hmm. And that's what these people are doing when they're asking their their pastors mm-hmm. to stop teaching yeah. those things because they are no longer relevant yeah. in our society. They want to erase that, yeah, and keep it out of their teachings and their understandings of God and Jesus and what it means to be called a Christian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Their version of Christianity is nothing like what it was intended to be. Bears,
0: bears no resemblance. There's no
1: resemblance to the teachings of Christ, to the religion of the and book. the religion of the book exactly because
0: they're not reading it <laughs> they're not
1: reading it they don't know what the fuck it says it it's just it it, it boggles the mind and i do think this is something as pagans as witches mm-hmm. as people outside right. looking, looking in, in. this and is I don't, something and, we need to watch
0: right i don't want to scare no, no, about no, no. this right like i don't think we're five years out from the destruction of religious freedom or whatever no, no,
1: no. but it
0: because Christianity has such a stranglehold yes. on political thought yes. in this country, um, you have to keep abreast of the major
1: happenings mm-hmm. in that religion. Yeah. And this is a major happening in that religion. Exactly. And when we're as we're coming into a, an election cycle, yes. you have to understand these conservative, ultra-conservative... Right-wing. Right-wing fascists... Yeah, just call them what they are. These fascist candidates... They are going to be specifically courting mm-hmm. this group. The evangelical. The evangelical church. Because and like they've I said, got they're... pastors on side who are teach- who are promoting them. Yeah. And
0: because, like I said, evangelical Christians are a very motivated voting base. Yes, they are. They always come out, they always vote exactly in line with what their pastor thinks they should. Mm-hmm. Pastors are not allowed to tell them what to vote mm-hmm. from the pulpit, but they get their message across. 100% of the time.
1: I can tell you, they invite other people to come yes. in and hand out flyers uh-huh. and to talk. and, and all, They're any, not even supposed to, but no, they do. No, but they do. Um, but even if they were
0: following every rule to the letter, mm-hmm. they would still manage to get across to their congregations how they want them to vote. Mm-hmm. And evangelical congregations, without question, absolutely
1: will vote that way. Because they they always vote on the hot button topics. hmm Always. That's why abortion was their thing for decades. That's why transgender laws are mm-hmm. on the books. You know, anti-trans laws and yep. anti-LGBTQ laws. That's why they're and focusing on that so hard right now. They're focusing on they that. They want hard. that to be their new abortion. That's right because they won the abortion fight. Right. They're very. It happy. lost them seats actually. Yes, it did because
0: here's the thing: they aren't actually the majority. No. This is this is. I guess, the point, the call to action of this episode, they aren't actually the majority. They're just very vocal. They're just motivated to vote. And Mm -hmm. they always vote in lockstep, in blocks, in huge chunks. They don't even care what the other issues are. They don't give a shit. They don't. They they vote purely in lockstep, in big chunks, to accomplish the goals of their church leaders. Yes and the but they're not a majority. No. You absolutely can defeat them yeah. in the is, polls. And 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 we saw that happen after abortion was yes. rolled back,
1: the conservatives lost a ton of seats. That's why we have Democrats in controlling every, everything. Everything in Michigan, in Michigan currently right is controlled
0: now. by Democrats because after abortion rolled back, they had elections the next year, or yep. it was the next year, the next it two was years. the next year. Everyone was still so pissed swept about abortion blue. that they just swept
1: Michigan. Michigan is completely blue right now. That's right. And here's the thing that the reason why we felt like this was important, and yes, we talked a lot about Christianity, right. but this is important because democracy is what we need to vote for in this upcoming election. Here's
0: what I need you to do. I need you to be as motivated and yes. as focused and as evangelicals. Yes. I don't care if you don't like no. this. Like, I don't give a shit about Biden. Nope. I don't like him. I don't like most of his policies. But you know what? You know what I do like about Biden? He's a fucking Democrat. Yep. He has gotten some shit done these last four years. Or less. Last- yeah. Two years, four, two years, three years, three years. We're getting up to We're the next election. Here. So yep. um, he has gotten some shit done that has been good for especially yes. the most poor. Yes. Right? It's shit that doesn't get in the news. Mm-hmm. So you don't know about most of it. But he has actually managed to pass. He and his cabinet have managed to pass quite a few actually really good and important reforms that are helping a lot of people. Yep. But they're not flashy. And it's not, it's never going to go far enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's never going to be as far left as I want. It's never going to accomplish all of our objectives at once, but the perfect is the enemy of the fucking good. That's right. So do like evangelicals, vote fucking Democrat. Yes. Every election, go out, vote for the least objectionable Democrat you can find. I don't care if you don't like them.
1: The thing is, if we divide our vote, if we're, you know... Yeah, if you
0: vote for an independent who's not going to win, if you don't vote because your primary
1: fave didn't get the, the general call... That just gives more impetus and more success... More power. More power to that smaller, more vocal evangelical base that will always... Always show up. Yep. And trust me, they're gonna show up this time. They're going to show up. Yep. And we need to stop them. Because so. there
0: are more of us.
1: There are more of us. There really <laughs> are. We just have to get our shit together and get out there and, and vote. Get organized. And get organized and vote blue. Yeah. Because unfortunately we live in a country that has a two party system. Right. Just as much as we just accept that. Just 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 accept that premise on its face that we have a two party system. <laughs> You know, we have, your, because
0: because we don't have ranked choice voting.
1: And it's not just for the national election. You got to do your locals, yeah. your state, yeah. the whole shebang. As much as you can, vote for the Democrat. Yeah. Just, and just hold now, your nose, I, I will close say, your eyes and do
0: it. I, I will say for small, yeah. very, very small local elections, you can maybe risk voting for a third party candidate mm-hmm. who you mm-hmm. really like. Right. Like an independent who's got some really good, environmental policies or whatever mm-hmm. but if there's any chance that a QAnon nut oh bar could could win instead yeah. vote
1: blue vote blue that's the thing we 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 have got to stop this advance mm-hmm. of christian nationalism fascism let's call it what it is we've got to stop it in its tracks otherwise we're fucked yeah basically yeah
0: We gotta stop letting these people run. We gotta Mm -hmm. stop letting Dominionism
1: win. Yes, we gotta stop letting Dominionism win. Because while they may not consider themselves fascists, you know. They're certainly
0: gonna lean on it. They're
1: certainly gonna lean on it. Certainly
0: take advantage of fascism. Absolutely. The fascism is secular, but the Dominionists will just make it worse. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So we. A fascist government of any kind is bad. A fascist
1: Christian one is not any better. Yeah. Honor your gods. Maybe light a candle for Jesus cuz he's, right he's having a rough time <laughs> right now cuz he's having a rough time right now. Just kind of just just keep a weather eye yeah. on what is going on. And you Don't know be caught blind. Yeah. Don't get surprised. Don't get surprised by what's going on. I know a lot get of
0: attention. I know a lot of our listeners have like trauma about Christianity. Yeah. We actually had someone who um who left our chat earlier cuz they just couldn't.
1: Yeah. And I get that. And it's okay for people to skip this episode. Yeah. But you can't
0: skip out of life, Mm-mm. right? Like this shit is gonna happen whether you're paying attention to it or not. So at some point you're gonna have to, yeah. Even like n- the amount of trauma doesn't matter, yeah. Because these people are coming whether you're traumatized about it or not. Yeah, you're gonna have to find a way to. We have to to at least keep uh your finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. what is happening here. Mm-hmm. or at least let us tell
1: you. <laughs> or at least let us tell you. But that's why we don't do this, you know, these types of political things too much. No, it's been a minute since it's we did been the a last minute. one. But yeah, we felt like this was... We're getting to a flashpoint, I feel like. We're a flashpoint. We're I yeah. With all the violence that we've been seeing yeah. in this country. A lot of it religiously motivated. A lot of it religiously motivated. And just like, you know, a woman was killed in front of her store last week in, in uh, California mm-hmm.
0: by a Christian nationalist. For the crime of having a pride flag. Yes.
1: Exactly. They're getting bold. Yeah. More bold than they already were. Yeah. This is why we need to at least pay attention to what's going on around us. We need to be aware of our surroundings. Right. Be aware of your surroundings don't get fixated on it right but be aware talk to your therapist yes
0: if you're prone to anxiety please please mm-hmm. get a therapist and talk to them about your concerns they won't be able to fix it but they'll be able to help you cope yep the other thing i want you to do is not political uh i want you to consult the mythology of your gods that's right learn what your gods say and stand for that's right and just like pin that in your mind so you never end up in this position. Of suddenly deciding that the stated standards, goals, purposes, and beliefs of your gods no longer apply. <laughs> so that you don't rewrite them in your head as, your, as the fan fiction version of your god.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Just do me a favor and just do
1: that. Yeah. Because this... They deserve to be known for who they are. Yeah. Jesus deserves to be known for who he is. This is just a ludicrous situation. Yeah, exactly. And so, But it's the kind of thing
0: it's easy to fall into, right? Yeah. It's easy to stumble into this when you haven't read the book, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or you haven't studied the myths. Mm-hmm. When you've only listened to people, leaders, mm-hmm. mentors, mm-hmm. Uh, people you trust telling you about him, and you happen to trust the wrong person, yeah. right? Go back to the source.
1: Go back to the source. Read your mythology. Get to know it.
0: Yep. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up because we've gone quite
1: late. Yes, we have. And I'm sure there will be a lot of stuff that gets edited out. Yeah, I'll I'll edit it down. Yeah, we'll edit it down. Um, But we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for For joining us and your patience (laughs) and listening to us lose our minds. Uh Uh-huh. About this absurd situation. Absurd situation. I, I just I still I'm, can't fucking wrap I'm, my brain around what they've done here.
0: Yeah, I'm just flabbergasted. A, a whole bunch I'm of I'm boggled. A whole bunch of people apparently independently. I
1: don't yeah. know. Okay, so that's the weird thing. It's yeah, independently of each other. And Multiple different churches, churches. Yeah. Just it's just, weird. It's.
0: So we may see the birth of a new religion out of Christianity. I think we will. Low as Christianity was born out of Judaism. All,
1: yeah, I think we're already seeing it. Yeah. Um, personally. I don't know what they'll name themselves. I'm no. Sure was something terrible. Um, but I, they shouldn't call themselves Christians. No. Whatever it is. All right. Um, but we're going
0: to wrap it up. So you can find us on Google. If mm-hmm. you Google the number three and the words Pagan Sunday Cat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C, we're online at the number three com, where we have links to the various things we do, including our Patreon where you can help support us and Gwyn's Patheos Pagan Blogs, uh, the archive of those. Uh, you can also find her... Who knows? Her... Maybe I'll start writing them. Maybe. Uh, and you can also find her on TikTok, where she does semi-regular uploads. Mm-hmm. You can't find me anywhere, because I disdain social media except Tumblr, and I'm not telling y'all what my Tumblr is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you can find them at the Three Pagans and a Cat yes. Uh, Discord.
0: Yes, where I am the... Honestly, since Gwen's never on the Discord, I am the sole admin. Yeah. <laughs> I am the sole moderator of I, the Discord. I, I pop in on Monday yeah. <laughs> say hello. And
1: I'm more Facebook, yeah. and I don't even do that a lot. I just we have a wonderful moderator on Facebook. Yes, and for our group. Yes, and uh, um, who I'm very just, grateful to. Yes, very grateful. And uh, yeah, you'll if you're gonna find me, you'll probably interact with me more on, on TikTok yeah, or, or TikTok. Facebook. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Um. So I think that's everything. So we will say goodbye.